for the first time ever. A Phantom Rant limited series. Coming exclusively to Phantom Rant Radio. Covering the Snyder Cut. A six-part limited series covering the journey to the Snyder Cut. Featuring six chapters. Chapter 1, The Vision. Chapter 2, The Downfall. Chapter 3, The Movement Part 1, Rebirth. Chapter 4, The Movement Part 2, The Happening. Chapter 5, A New Movement. And finally, Chapter 6, The Announcement. Release The Snyder Cut. Release it. Release it. Release the Snyder Cut. Oh, that was high. I'm glad I recorded that. <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, that was so loud. <laughs> Holy cow. Hey, guys. <laughs> oh. Oh. Hey, guys. Welcome back to part two of our sixth episode limited series. Uh-huh. The boys are back. Ryan, yes, sir. Peter, Steven. This chapter here is called The Downfall. Uh-huh. What are we talking about? We're talking about the downfall of Zack Snyder's Justice League and the rise of the hashtag release the Snyder Cut movement. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the episode that you're tuning into now where we will start the timeline mm-hmm. of the Snyder Cut. So All the way from 2016 when it was just an idea until the release in the theaters and then we will break down pretty much everything we hate about the theatrical release and basically what happened to Zack Snyder's Snyder Cut. Like, what, what, why, are, why didn't we have it in 2017? Yeah. We will talk about that. By the end of this episode, you will know. So, boys and girls, get in your time machines, because we're going back to 2016. Hey! <laughs> we're starting this in May of 2016. Ben Affleck was elevated to the executive producer of the film, which basically means nothing, because studio interference. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And um. then in September later that year, Warner Bros. announces a new direction for their films after seeing the negative feedback from bvs Mm -hmm. suicide squad so they're like hey we're gonna lighten up the superheroes make it more like the marvel cinematic universe so let's let's take a pause in our journey in the timeline of the snyder cut to talk about this Mm -hmm. so there is a lot of things to break down basically we've talked about this in our why the dcu sucks episode um or why the dcu everything wrong with the the dcu dcu um a back long in episode time 13 ago, our first yeah. appearance remember the exact episode number <laughs> hey, it's important this is our that was our first appearance that was that was the moses bros first appearance that was the turnaround of ryan's journey and uh yeah there yeah, was. It was, yeah. was it was my journey to the snyder cut <laughs> start <laughs> of ryan's character arc but anyways we're not here to talk about that we are here to talk about basically this was the beginning in september of 2016 this is when warner bros really announced that they're going to start to change the tone of their movies mm-hmm. to be less dark yeah so due to the backlash from man of steel batman v superman suicide squad executives and warner bros they saw the type of criticism that uh these movies were getting and the mm-hmm. number one complaint the most consistent complaint about all across all platforms not oh you know pacing is bad or um you know badly written dialogue or mediocre scores or Poor um, acting, whatever, mm-hmm. bad CGI, not. It was, it's too dark. <laughs> <laughs> and it's boy. not happy enough. There's no slapstick humor. Where no. is Jurax the Destroyer? <laughs> <laughs> you can't see him because he's invisible, get it? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, 
uh, that was the most consistent complaint that it's oh it's so grimdark or mm-hmm. you know it's um, that you know that's not hopeful enough uh, and so because of that backlash from especially BVS um, the Justice League script was written during the time BVS was being filmed mm-hmm. and so it was all done by the time BVS had been released and they planned to start shooting two weeks I believe after BVS mm-hmm. released however. Warner Bros. made Zack Snyder and Chris Terrio rewrite their original Justice League script Boy. after the reception of BVS. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, the rewrit- rewritten script will be the Snyder Cut script. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So, I mean, even getting the Snyder Cut, we aren't even getting Snyder's original plan. Uh, yeah, so he most likely changing a lot of elements. Yeah. Obviously, we'll talk about this, such as like... OG Steppenwolf, Black Suit mm-hmm. Superman. Yeah. Like we'll oh, talk yeah. about that in later chapters, mm-hmm. um, and how he's reverting a lot of that back to his original plan. But right, they made right. him line things up. You know, the reason we got the Steppenwolf design that we got was because his was too scary. Is because yeah. they thought they deemed a lot of ideas that he had too scary. Like in, um, I think you, I believe it's in like Justice League War, how with the DC animated movie, it's based off in the in like the new Fifty Two, mm-hmm. uh, Justice League Origin. Where Darkseid how... is like five stories tall. Yeah, <laughs> no, about how um, they're harvesting humans and turning them into parademons. That was in Zack Snyder's like original plan. Mm-hmm. And dude, that's way too dark. I can't handle that. <laughs> Even though this is PG thirteen, come on, man. <laughs> and so they that was his original plan. We don't know if we'll get that in the Snyder cut. We'll see. Yeah, um, but that, they made him you know cut that out of the original yeah uh what we would have gotten in the original release because they deemed it too scary that's true um and so they made uh, him they made them rewrite it and they snyder and terrio weren't all that confident after the reception of bvs mm-hmm. yes this wasn't the ultimate edition that had been gotten the reaction but they were like you know is this too crazy like is is this kind of you know should, should we really go through with this mm-hmm. yeah and so they you know they they rewrote stuff and yeah yeah, which brings us to October 2016. Zack Snyder posts a thank you on Vero for Justice League wrapping filming. Mm-hmm. So basically, way back in 2016, he already confirmed that he finished his movie. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into people claiming that it was never finished, the Snyder Cut doesn't exist. So, I mean, like, even in 2016, if you were paying attention, you would have known that it exists. <laughs> um, but basically, this brings us to 2017, Stephen. 2017. Zack Snyder posted on Vero, which for those of you who don't know, is a social media platform yeah. that he uses. He Throughout doesn't this, use anything else yeah. except Vero, and he does have a Twitter now, I think. Oh, he's, he's always had a Twitter, it's just he doesn't use it off because okay. of all the hate he was getting. So Throughout these next chapters where we're talking about Zack Snyder giving the fans little sneak peeks of the Snyder Cut, it'll all be in reference to Vero, mm-hmm. the social platform that Zack Snyder keeps alive yeah <laughs> he's literally like the probably the number one he's the lungs i literally got a arrow just to follow Zack Snyder. watch his live stream yeah but anyways in february yeah Zack Snyder posted a picture of him working on the coloring and post-production for justice league yeah so even we, we knew it was done post-production uh-huh. he was working on it and then in march 2017 yeah uh, we got our first the official trailer number one mm-hmm. however we actually did get a little sneak peek trailer at Comic-Con uh, in 2016, the previous year. Yeah. Like, that was, they were only, like, three months into filming. Yeah. Um, which goes uh, to part of Zack Snyder's filmmaking. Jay Leva has talked about this, 
And like we mentioned, him, uh, if, if you, you don't know who Jay Oliva is, go back and listen <laughs> to <laughs> our first. Clearly, you didn't listen to the first part, <laughs> first chapter. chapter one. <laughs> yeah. So Jay Oliva, he has talked about on Twitter how Zack Snyder storyboards and meticulously plans his movies out beforehand. Um, and how you know he Zack Snyder himself will you know storyboard his mm-hmm. movies. So uh, because of that, he knows exactly how he wants it to look. He knows exactly how everything wants to be as so before they even start filming they're e- they are able to start work on cgi yeah so that's why they were able to have a trailer so, like a little sneak peek at comic-con that pr- previous year in 2016 you know just even though they were only a few months into filming um but yeah but in march we got uh, official trailer one now this those first two trailers are fully Zack snyder mm-hmm. um if you guys go back obviously you i'm sure if you're listening to this you know the snyder cuts coming you know it was announced um and so if you don't know, well, the Snyder Cut is announced. <laughs> That's the whole reason we're it's, doing this. Yeah, it's coming out 2021, Peter HBO wanted, Max. Peter's been wanting to do a road journey to the Snyder Cut, following all the events and hints we got to it. But we said, no, Peter, you'll have your time when the announcement. Yeah, and he's that like, time oh, is let's now. do an episode where we just talk about the Snyder Cut. And we're like, you know, Peter, you really think it's coming soon? So we're just going to wait on that. <laughs> and, then, and then Jack's like, you know, let's just do a six-part limited series yeah. on Vanderbilt. But anyways. And here we are. This yeah, so, is... Uh, for, so for those of you who want to know what Snyder's um, version, Zack Snyder's Justice League, will look like and kind of like an idea of a better idea of what it'll be, watch the first two trailers. So the mm. Comic-Con sneak peek and the official trailer one. Or wait till chapter five where we go into a full breakdown of everything we know that will be in the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so in May of 2017, this is when all the shit hit the fan. And this is when everything really changed for Mm -hmm. justice league which is where um zach snyder's daughter uh committed suicide um and then he stepped down but we all know that that's not actually what happened well so ultimately what i how i like to phrase it is zach snyder stepped down from the production of justice league Mm -hmm. um ultimately we know warner bros was you know on the fence about him and what he was doing yeah uh, you know, obviously there are rumors that, you know, he was fired. Obviously stuff that, you know, like he said, like he just stepped away from the project. Um, but ultimately, Warner Rose made some of the dumbest decisions possible. Um, if you think Lucasfilm is stupid with the sequels, <laughs> like, oh my God, Warner Bros. and Justice League. Um, yeah, so Warner Bros. is so concerned about, oh, the financial underperformance of, like, say, BVS. And yet they made some of the worst financial decisions possible with Justice League. They Snyder's done filming. He finished mm-hmm. filming, you know, in 2016. Yeah. And then yet they decide to completely, you know, scrap what he wanted to do. Yeah. They bring in none other than Joss Whedon. The director for the original Avengers. And Age of Ultron and mm-hmm. everything. So they wanted to marvelize, you know, the DCEU. Um, not only did they fire Zack Snyder, but they kicked off Junkie XL. With who, a complete score. Yeah, so uh, Joss Whedon probably wanted to work with someone he had worked with before, so he brought in Danny Elfman. Now, uh, Danny Elfman, I think he's a great composer, probably one of the top five greatest composers Maybe of all time. the original yeah. Batman theme. Yeah, um, although, you know, saying that <laughs> in reference to Justice League is kind of a... Oh, God. <laughs> but anyways, one thing I'd like to mention is... The way we view Zack Snyder stepping down was kind of like, um, even though his movie was already filmed and finished post-production, um, Warner Bros. kind of viewed this, like what happened to his family, as an excuse mm-hmm. to get him out of the way. Mm-hmm. And 
push their own agenda of creating kind of an MCU type cinematic universe. universe where it's a little bit more happier. And they obviously, we'll talk about reshoots, but Fabian Wagner, who is a cinematographer, came out and said 90% of the Snyder Cut is not even in the theatrical release. Yeah. Um, so that just goes to show the massive, massive amounts of reshoots that took place in between the time period of May 2017 and the release in November. Yeah, you look at... Um, CGI mustache. <laughs> like, uh, all the bad, cringy scenes. Pretty much, literally 90% of the movie. Like, no, yeah, you... And I, I like I don't even fully blame Joss Whedon. Obviously, he could have written better jokes and done all that, but ultimately, he was brought on by a corporation to do something. It's right. Ultimately, they were the yeah. ones who were yeah. greedy. You know, Junkie XL, he finished a score. You don't hate the sinner, you hate the sin. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Junkie XL, he finished a score. So obviously, you know, you could just use that. And but if you guys don't know who Junkie XL is, he worked with Hans Zimmer on uh, BBS. Man, Man of Steel and oh, BBS. Man of Steel as well. He worked on both of them. And then he also scored uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, all of those scores, like top, not top tier scores. Yeah, so he was basically going to continue off of the work that he and Hans Zimmer had done with Man of Steel and BBS, and mm-hmm. just continue on that build that you know, Superman's theme, Batman's theme, Wonder Woman's theme, like all of that. Um, but they, you know, they kicked him off to bring in Danny Elfman, who, for whatever reason, well, we know the reasons, but to use John Williams' Superman theme, uh-huh. to use his Batman theme, which he claimed is. Batman has only ever had one theme. Like, I, no disrespect to Danny Elfman at all. I know his Batman theme is legendary, but I don't even think that's the best Batman theme. I don't think either of Hans Zimmer's Batman themes are the best Batman themes. We all know themes. your favorite, He Peter. loves Shirley Walker's Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good. good. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's great. Good. It's Listen, like the operatic part. It's, 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 all, it's, it's all good. Great. It's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> it's good. Ryan's over here like, but it's not that good. <laughs> I just love BBS yeah. yeah, just but, like that. Um, anyway, uh, you know, we saw the transition between the two different <laughs> visions. You, if you watch the the Comic Con trailer for 2017, mm-hmm. uh, that is has a good amount of footage that Snyder, but uh, so most of it is Snyder, but there's still a good amount of Whedon in there. You can already see changes in color grading. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Like basically what we see in the movie, nothing from the first two trailers are like even in the movie. Like yeah. basically everything is, was deleted. Yeah. Um, and then when you get to the final trailer, the, the heroes trailer, that is basically a complete tone. You go and that and, was in October. Go and watch the first, go and yep. watch the first trailer, trailer number one. And then mm-hmm. go watch the Heroes trailer back the, to the back. The color grading is different. There's like scenes we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like trailer in October. For some reason, they thought it'd be a great idea to make everything orange and colorful. <laughs> like wh- what? You could just tell that things were like Zack Snyder's scenes were shot for a specific tone. Mm-hmm. Um, like the 10% of scenes that made it into the movie. Um and it's just, they tried doing a totally different color gradient and it just doesn't work that yeah, way. Yeah, no, even Steppenwolf, um, obviously we don't really like his design, but the CGI and just the CGI and Justice League oh looks so God. bad because of the fact, and I know we're already getting into the things we don't like about Justice League a little this bit early. This whole chapter is about us hating on Justice League. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is, one of, the, <laughs> one of the reasons why is because when peop, when they make CGI, they CGI models, like just, you know, mm-hmm. when they're doing VFX work, it's all made to suit for the color grading of the movie. Right. So Steppenwolf probably would have looked fine and solid with Zack Snyder's original color grading, but because they changed everything, because they had to rush out a project from when Joss Whedon came 
um, on in May mm-hmm. to November. That's six months of work. Yeah. That's not that much. And when you're doing reshoots, we have to change stuff. They couldn't even get the mustache right for oh, Henry Cavill. Oh my god! Like, come on. <sighs> Like, obviously, the whole mustache thing happened because they were doing reshoots, even though there's already a movie completed. Let's do more scenes with Henry Cavill. Um, and obviously, he had a contract with um, the Mission Impossible series mm-hmm. franchise where, you know, he has a mustache in that movie and he wasn't allowed to shave it. So, they had to reshoot scenes with him and CGI the mustache off, <laughs> which looked horrific. <laughs> yeah. So, pretty much... Every Hope scene like you see, keys. pretty much every scene you see with Henry Cavill and a nasty ass mouth, not even supposed to be in the movie. <laughs> but yeah. So in November, obviously we saw the result that happened. Oh yeah, that November of 2017 is when theatrical release of Justice League was released. You know, and it's, it's it was <sighs> cool. It was like, oh yo, this is debuting on the anniversary of Justice League, the animated series, November seventeenth. That's mm-hmm. when the show originally debuted. Mm-hmm. That's when Only the movie Peter came would out. Know that. Yeah. <laughs> Nerd yeah. alert. Um, but then you know you see the final result, and oh my goodness, we will talk about everything we hate about it. But anyways, the last part of the timeline before we kind of take a break and just rant about. Justice League is saying like two days after I was talking to Peter about this two days after this movie came out the hashtag release the Snyder Cut the hashtag release the Snyder Cut movement officially started and that became a thing um, after Zack Snyder I think it was through a Vero post on like a boat and it had basically him revealing that there was a completely different movie it's, out there. It's the type of symbolism yeah. you know the Zach, like that Zack Snyder tries to do you know mm-hmm. that there's so many different like if you watch bvs and you're legitimately paying there's so many layers and yeah, so like much superman's sim- death scene there's like you can see the three crosses in the background yeah <laughs> like there's so much symbolism and allegories and there's so many layers to it mm-hmm. and that's what he does with his vero posts so much like really like you know hinting at things yeah and basically implying it and t- essentially telling us but you know um obviously we no one realized it at this time but it was like the w- same week after um, Justly came out the you know hashtag release a Snyder Cut was born that's that you know next week yeah um, and so that led to what we are now yep <laughs> and we're gonna take a break from the timeline because in our next episode chapter three is when we were really gonna start talking about the movement part one rebirth um, but for now I really just want to talk about Justice League oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So basically, we're just going to talk about... I'll let Peter take the reins on this. First swing. (laughs) First swing at it. Basically, just everything we hated about this movie. Gosh, it's it's like... In a way, I don't even know where to start. Obviously, this was like executive's fault. Kevin Sujahara, who's obviously not part of Warner Bros., wanted a bigger paycheck. um, And so forced the two-hour mandate on Justice League. And so that's Mm -hmm. a huge problem. In itself, you're having a two only two hours for a Justice League movie where this is supposed to be where they team up. Man of Steel was two hours and 23 minutes. BVS was three hours and two minutes. The Ultimate yeah. Edition. Why in the world are you having a Justice League movie? But obviously we know why. Because they wanted to have Warner Bros. turning into Disney and being like, we're going to be money hungry and try to get as many screens as possible. Uh, you know, as many showings as we can. So we're going to cut the movie down to two hours. Right. Um, so initially, actually, Zack Snyder wanted to have uh, uh, his a cut, I believe, was was originally going to be two hours and 50 minutes. 
mm-hmm. that was going to be in theaters. And his director's cut, as we know now, is three and a half hours. <laughs> um, beast. <laughs> but ultimately, after Snyder left, they put the mandate on two on the two hours. So that's where a lot of everything falls apart. Um, Ju- Justice League has. I'll just start with this, I guess. It has, because of that two-hour mandate, it has the most basic story ever. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really special about it, nothing that stands out. Right, and through reshoots, the like, they rewrote the script. So it basically, it just feels like a basic superhero movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good guy, make a team, take down bad guy, save the day. Yay. And there's literally nothing special. You take a total break from the, the five-movie arc Snyder was building, and these characters don't evolve at all. You don't even get Cyborg's backstory. There's no Martian Manhunter. There's no Green Lantern. Yes, those guys were supposed to be in the movie. And we will talk about that. But I mean, like, yeah, it's a totally different movie. Yeah, Steven, do you... What let's, would let's you like to say? Steven's complaints. <laughs> this movie tries so hard to be the Avengers. Oh. Joss Whedon, you know, directed the Avengers and... It worked. It worked because he knew those characters. For those who don't know, Joss Whedon actually before he got into the movie biz, was a comic book writer for Marvel. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a bunch of comics for them. And he knows those characters. But then he goes to Justice League and he tries to make Batman, Iron Man, and... Uh, Batman cracking jokes. I don't... I don't not, not like, like you. you but, oh, oh my God. Something's you, 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 definitely bleeding. Yeah, you go from Batman's quotes in BVS, like, some of those lines are just like, they're so quotable. And then... Justice League. Where the lines are so memeable. <laughs> right, 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 right. <sighs> and then you can you can follow the exact same layout where for oh, not, Justice not, not League and Avengers. Oh my gosh. Ben Affleck's a little bit chubby in the reshoots. Yeah, just a tad bit. His hair looks different. Ezra Miller's hair is horrible in the reshoots. And the way Ezra Miller runs. <laughs> yeah, it's not that good. It's I've never bad. done I've never done battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you know i'll talk you know obviously i'm the big superman fan here i i absolutely hated what happened with superman they t- turned him into a caricature i guess yeah it, it, he his face does look like a character <laughs> no but like it's where you know it's just like he, i feel like he was a parody of himself it's just oh this is what people wanted they wanted uh, smiling superman it was like is, the cw oh no, it was so bad it's literally what Zack snyder was building up to like a cheerful, hopeful, you know, quote unquote, you right, know, but yeah. like a cheerful Superman, you but know they what just I mean? Pop it in there. The ideal of hope. He was building up to that. No where the world up. looks at him as yeah. the ideal of hope. And then Joss Whedon's like, hey, you know that character growth where we're going to take Superman and make him into this? Let's skip all that and read the last chapter of the book. <laughs> Here's the thing I have a question for you guys. This is kind of interesting. If this happened in the MCU, like if they're building up a great universe and one of the movies was just so bad, like completely changed character developments. Do you think MCU fans would have eaten it up? Well, or... it already well, happened. We look at Thor Ragnarok. Oh, that's, that's that movie oh, right there. Obviously, yeah. yes, Thor Ragnarok is way better than Justice League. Steven and I don't like the movie at all, but I mean, it's better on like every level. <laughs> but like, that's what they—that's what they did with Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. They completely take go against Thor's character development. They completely ruined the Hulk. You know, oh, 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 we don't even need to talk about the Hulk. The Hulk's <laughs> arc stopped, started and stopped in Hulk in 2008. <laughs> that, that's my theory. <laughs> but yeah, we're not here to talk about the MCU. We've talked about the MCU plenty of times on the pod. But yeah, just hop back into Justice League and uh, how trashy it is. <laughs> no, like, 
you obviously have Superman's mouth. They're trying to just pander to nostalgia with, you know, the John Williams Superman theme and the Danny Elfman's Batman theme, which wasn't even mixed very properly because you mm-hmm. could barely even hear it. Like something, even no matter, regardless of the criticism. It felt like an MCU movie because you can't hear the music in an MCU <laughs> movie. <laughs> no, regardless of the criticisms of that Man of Steel and BVS had, something that was almost universally praised was the scores. Hans yeah. Zimmer's work and Dude, Junkie XL, everything that they had done. Even if you don't like Man of Steel, you know Flight is like one of the greatest <laughs> themes to a superhero in live oh, yeah. action. No, so you have that Honestly, music. might be the greatest, yeah. You have that amazing music and then uh, you completely decide to scrap that. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Can't even hear it. <laughs> Different chord progression, but it's just like that little dun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, they you, they tried to change the music um, to, obviously, like I said, to, to pander to nostalgia and, you know, match the tone of that movie because obviously yeah. Junkie XL score I'm sure is when we he- eventually get to hear it's going to be you know in line with Man of Steel and BBS uh-huh. much more like serious score yeah um, not like I know people like to call Danny Elfman's Just League score circus music <laughs> and here's the thing you guys might be listening to these episodes and wondering why we're not mentioning like critics um, view on the movies and why they got such a bad reception on Rotten Tomatoes and that's because we just don't trust them. <laughs> because here's the thing. I will trust Rotten Tomatoes when they fix their system. The fact that Captain Marvel is <laughs> oh a higher God. rating than... Gladiator. Gladiator. The Prestige. The Prestige, which is a Christopher Nolan film, but also Forrest Gump. <laughs> yes. Captain Marvel is rated higher than Forrest Gump. Yep. That's right. And so many other movies are like Sandlot is like a fifty percent Rotten Tomatoes, one of the greatest baseball movies of all time. So like I don't trust critics. Go nope. watch a movie, form your own opinion. We've said this a million times, yeah. Peter and I. Yeah, critics in general, obviously I don't trust them at all for movies. I like I'm gonna <laughs> go and form my own opinion, but especially comic book movies. They literally know nothing about comics. Yeah, like, so how can you trust them? So how are you supposed yeah. to like take their word when they're like, oh, Superman would never kill? Why wasn't it like, I saw, I remember. I st- love every time he does like a critic interpretation. It's always <laughs> that, a whiny. Why is this happening? Because that's, that's Kinda how. sounds like your sister. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully she's not listening. She to doesn't this. listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't support the You're safe. The You're safe. Uh, no, yeah, but. It's, it's just like, oh, why didn't Superman do this? Why doesn't Batman do this? And it's like they literally know nothing about comics. They have these preconceived notions about characters. They watch Superman the movie, watch Christopher Reeve, you know, and then the Nolan trilogy with, the, you know, with Christian Bale, and they think they know everything about Superman and Batman. And so they have such surface-level understandings of the characters, along with many people in the general audience, and even fans too. And it's, that's what co- those are complaints is what Warner Bros. listen to, and that's why they decided to completely try to change the universe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's frustrating. And I know in the previous episode, I said I would talk about how, um, you know, the whole dark thing, you know, because something that was a big thing that critics and even fans complained about. So here's the thing. So obviously, you know, a Batman movie um, should be dark. But, th- and I know people have tried to change the narrative. They've tried to... Um, after, uh, since Joker and Logan have come out, been like, oh, see, look, these are dark comic book movies that critics and fans liked. But you want to know the reason why that mm. DCEU, Man of Steel, and BVS? It's the character that everything was founded on, Superman. Mm. People have such a shallow understanding of Superman. Like, I see people like, they're 
they want Superman to make them feel good. They don't like actually like look at the character itself. How how Zack Snyder literally, you know, humanized and looked and actually delved into the character of Superman and look at this journey that he was on. Uh, it's it's kind of one of those frustrating things, and it's ultimately because of Superman that the people complain that the DCEU mm-hmm. and oh Zack Snyder and everything it's that it's dark. I think if BVS was just let's just say it was a Batman movie. Like, uh-huh. you know, no Superman movie, just like, you know, in this imaginary situation and it had that same tone and everything. I think people still kind of would have complained, but not nearly as much. Like it would have right. just been like a minor complaint that some people might have had. Like, oh, Batman isn't supposed to be this dark, um, which obviously is wrong. But even like, it's like so frustrating. It's like you read, look, you, you read these Superman comics where, yes, and just DC comics in general, there are lots of dark, dark stories. Some, some of like the greatest DC stories ever are legitimately dark stories. Mm-hmm. But people just want, you know, light and happiness and jokes and something to make them feel good, you know. And and I don't want to put all the blame on the MCU, but the MCU is a very big reason why so many people have been influenced this way and caused to have. Oh, this is what a comic book movie is supposed to be. So when they see BVS, something that completely breaks the mold of what a comic book movie is, then they'll then you know they don't know what to expect from it. Yeah. You know that's why we got terrible you know CGI in, in Justice League. We got you know every character cracking jokes and being made a fool of. We had Wonder Woman being sexualized, the Flash falling on top of her. Gal Gadot literally didn't shoot that scene. That's literally her stunt double because she refused to to film that scene. And back that's one of the big things after Joss Whedon tried to get her to do that um that's like after the cast really started to not like him yeah. and it, it's one of those things where i'm like you know how are people okay with this like justice league has a higher rotten tomato score than bvs i know it's the theatrical it cut does? and it's not yeah it's like at like a 40 percent like people see like but oh well, i mean the theatrical is bvs I mean that's it's still, still, still better, better. It's still better it's still than still justice better. league <laughs> <laughs> no i've never like st- uh, I've had my gripes with some of like uh, the MCU color grading and everything. How, uh, but like I've never seen a movie as ugly and as badly color graded as Justice League. Dude, no. Like it's it's they like sapped all the color out of it and then like put like just like in some of those scenes they just put orange. Like I I remember I was like re- I was watching this scene that was comparing scenes that you know Snyder had and scenes that Whedon had and then I was like mind blown at like how ugly jo- like justice league was yeah you know and something that people really even people who don't like him can actually say about Zack snyder's movies is they're anything but ugly yeah you know i know people try to say that Zack snyder's movies are, oh they're they have no color Zack snyder literally has some of the most colorful comic book movies ever they aren't quote-unquote bright you know they don't have like you know they, they don't have neon colors integrated in there. They, you know, he uses very well saturated blacks, and then that very much brings the color out even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes it all pop. Oh, I really like the color grading. Like the other night, this is very off topic. Before we close this episode, because this will be a little <laughs> bit, a little bit shorter of an episode. Before we hop into the beef of the Snyder Cut movement, next chapter. But I just rewatched Minority Report, directed by oh, yeah. the GOAT, Steven Spielberg, <laughs> yeah. composed by the John GOAT, Williams, John Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot how weird the color grading it is. It's like someone turned up the vibrance to 100% and just put like a nice blue hue on everything. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess it kind of works for the movie because the movie's just kind of like weird and wonky. Yeah. But like, it was just, it just messes with your head. 
And that's kind of like Justice League was just like, dude, what are you doing? No, it's just like they should have just released the movie as is. Mm-hmm. And then if they wanted to move on from Slender, move on from him. Heck, I would have been, I'd be, you know, obviously we're at the point that we are at now, but I w- yeah. I'd be fine if, hey, after BVS, they said, all right, Snyder, we want to move away from you now. Here's the but thing. But the, here's the, the problem. You have him fill, you have him film Justice League. You put it out with his name on it, mm-hmm. which we'll get to in later episodes as to why his name is on Justice League when basically none of the movie is his. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you use his daughter's tragedy as an excuse yeah. as to, you know, oh, you know, to take advantage of the situation. And then you put out the most like mediocre, ugly, bland corporate product I've ever seen. Yeah. So. Yeah. Honestly, take this with a grain of salt. But I think it's better for Zack Snyder, for his brand, that this was never released in 2017. And that has been such a buildup. Because I think so many, like, if this was released in 2017, I guarantee you people still would have hated on it. Even if it was his full vision. Um, Probably including me, because back in 2017, I was, like, probably still an MCU sheep. (laughs) Um, A Disney show. Yeah. But... Yeah, like I think this this massive amount of anticipation and uh, um, the general audience seeing of like what incredible movie this could have been and how impactful it is to fans, I think this really opened people up to Zack Snyder and his vision. Um, so honestly, like it's a bummer that this never got released in 2017, but I'm glad that we're getting it finally. No, on that topic, this will cause, in terms of this is better for the overall quality of the movie. Yeah. In terms of, because now if, they're giving him all the freedom he wants. Yeah. So, no. If if we and got that's been the problem. If we got Zack Snyder's version in 2017 and weren't getting it now, we wouldn't be getting black suit Superman. We'd be getting Superman in the blue suit. Yeah. Because they made him change that. He obviously it's not a dark thing, but they saw the oh the color black and oh that's too dark for Superman. So yeah. You know, so they made him change it and didn't let him do it. Beard, that's too dark. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, we're getting OG Steppenwolf design with the uh, oh. new Justice League. If you don't know what OG Steppenwolf design is. Rewatch Clearly, BBS. you haven't seen the uh, ultimate, edition. ultimate edition of BBS. Rewatch the ultimate, or not rewatch, <laughs> but go watch, watch it. the ultimate edition of BBS. It's well worth your time. Pretty dope, and you will see it towards the end of the movie. It's it's yeah yeah. It's 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 a no dope. spoilers, it's legit. but yeah yeah. yeah. Was like yeah. Hint hint, mother box. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen people ring, online. Ring, 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 you ring, know, ring, ring. the bells have been <laughs> rung, rung rung ring 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 ring. <laughs> no, I've Wayne seen. Manor. Anyways, no, I I have seen people online, which you know I think this could either work in two ways. So I've seen people online saying that the Snyder cut could be worse than the theatrical, or like, oh, what if it's worse, <laughs> or uh, it's going to be just as bad as the theatrical ding, ding, cut. Ding, 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 ding. So that could work in two. So obviously, people are extremely uneducated about how oh, different yeah. the Snyder cut is, which is one of the reasons why we're doing this. Yeah. The, this oh yeah, four, the, the six chapter you know little series. Um, little series, limited, limited series. edition. Okay, <laughs> that little, little, limited boy. Yeah. No, no, but I'm, ju- I'm just like looking at it now, and I'm like, you could just take out Danny Elfman's score, put Junkie XL's score in there for scenes that it's supposed to be, and it'd probably be ten times better. That, <laughs> like, the score is one of the biggest things for like, you know, Imagine. setting the tone and atmosphere of a film when. Justice League has literally some of the most unmemorable music ever. You know, obviously we will we'll, we'll see how different 
the Snyder Cut will be from the theatrical. That will yeah. be in Chapter 5. We will really go into detail. Obviously, That's going to be spoilers. heavy spoilers. We will, we'll, what, what we will do is we will have a section. The first section, we will start off by saying all the non-spoilery stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then, then we'll give you the spoiler warning. And then we'll give you the spoiler warning yeah. and then tell you all like, the spoilers. An example of non-spoiler would be like, hint, hint, dark sides in this movie. Yeah. And well, then I mean, spoilers, there are some deaths in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Big time spoiler, yeah. There, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. So random mailman dies. I'm sorry, guys. Oh yeah, you're right. Random mailman number one. Anyways, so finishing up this episode, it kind of finished a little short because yeah. next episode we are going to dive right into the beginning of the Snyder Cut movement and kind of follow along the timeline of beginning in November 2017 all the way until kind of midway point, and then we'll pick that up in chapter four. Just know that the media literally said that Justice League, there were articles that said Justice League is a step in the right direction for the DCEU. Yeah, (laughs) and it said that about every DCEU film since BVS. Wonder Woman, a step in the right direction. Justice League, a step in the right direction. Birds of Prey, a step in the right direction. (laughs) Aquaman, that was a step in the right direction, okay? Okay, we'll- Ryan be like, Aquaman's the third best film. (laughs) Aquaman, yeah, of 2018. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, just, every single every single DC movie, you know, Aquaman, Shazam, Birds of Prey. I mean, it is everything. the most MCU-like movie in the DC universe. <laughs> Outside of maybe Justice League, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, but no. Also, I just want to talk about this. Aquaman, its success becoming not adjusted for inflation, the highest grossing DC movie ever oh, yeah. after the failure, the absolute failure that was Justice League. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Warner Bros. spending like $25 million to remove Henry Cavill's mustache. They're spending millions and millions of more on reshoots. They didn't even remove it. <laughs> they just... You can still see the little flex. Yeah, you can see the flex just pointing and, out there. And then Aquaman doing what it does is a huge achievement. Yeah. Anyways, guys, this has been an awesome episode. I can't wait for chapter three. Until then, guys. 